but just to get the point across, I tried everything. I never gave up. I never gave up. And that is so key because if you keep trying and you keep searching and you keep learning, then the answer is going to come. And most importantly, I had to meditate and I had to calm my mind. I had to clear my mind and I had to get in touch with my source, with my creator, because that's when the answers always came to me and they still do. What up though? Welcome to the Growth Never Stops podcast. My name is Michael and today's episode is going to be a health-based podcast. It's going to be with a good soul, Kim Whitaker, also known as Rejuvenate Raw with Kim. And man, she has a fascinating story. She basically went from nearly dead, being on her deathbed, doctors giving up on her, to now, in just a year's time, being healthy and vibrant. And she did that with all natural means and with no help from conventional doctors. So here's the thing. I'm going to ask you to keep an open mind as Kim is sharing her own experience, her own transformation. And she also says it that she's not a doctor. She's not a medical practitioner. But what she was able to do would be considered by most people as pretty much impossible. She suffered from all kinds of health issues and life-threatening diseases, including flesh-eating bacteria, kidney failure, candida, Lyme disease, and also emotional and mental uh, issues such as anxiety and depression. I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't want to spoil too much right now, but Kim got some great stuff to share with you guys. I know this could be of tremendous value to you. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy this one with an open mind. Hi, Kim. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. I ah, can. perfect, perfect, perfect. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I cannot complain, really. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How did you hear about me? Well, I just wanted to get into it, to be honest. So, first of all, I'm going to just start by saying that it's really a pleasure to have you as a guest. Oh, thank and, you. Um, Oh, for sure. For sure. And your story is absolutely fascinating, just to say the least. <laughs> and I first got to know about you when I saw a post online. I think it was on Instagram that was uh, about you. Really? And Yeah, right. Uh-huh. It was about you and your recovery. And it went pretty much viral. And that picture of wow. yours in that extreme condition of illness yes. and it shocked me and it left a big time impression on me. And just like the picture of you becoming vibrant and healthy in such a short amount of time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah, it's pretty incredible and I'm very grateful. (laughs) Yeah. I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) And before we go more in detail, more in depth about everything you had to overcome in that radical transformation, could you, maybe take us a bit through your way of living and thinking and just the way you perceive life in general before all of that happened. Well, 
I believe I got sick because of the way I thought. And I believe it started as early as when I was in my mother's womb. Wow. Because those thoughts and feelings are going through every cell in our body. And when a woman is pregnant, then of course the child, the embryo, the fetus is hooked up to the mother's system <laughs> and she absorbs or he absorbs everything, you know, that the mother is feeling. And so, um, I'm not blaming my mom, but she was, uh, I had an energetic um, coach and she was able to see my mom's energy when she was pregnant with me and said she was very stressed to the point that she was having trouble breathing. And it, it was just a program that was handed down through the generations and was handed down to me. And so I don't blame anyone because I agreed with it. It was my choice to agree with it, even from childhood. And so I was pretty much um, thinking about the worst case scenario a lot, thinking about what's wrong, um, feeling unworthy, feeling unloved. I grew up at a time that love was not expressed verbally. It was just expected to know, <laughs> you know, that yeah. you're loved. And um, so, of course, you go through school and there's a lot of cause there to feel unworthy, um, maybe not valued, maybe not as good as other people. But, you know, it's always a choice. Which, what are you going to look at? Are you going to look at feelings of inferiority or are you going to look at what's good about you? And so I believe that was the core cause of my illness is my negative thinking. Wow. And so that had to change drastically for me to heal my body. Wow. So in that sense, you would say that it was pretty much inherited from your mother from past generations yes. from past generations right mm -hmm. and of course because of um just the general um societal uh, nature you know you turn on the news it's negative and you know you go to school you hear from teachers and you know a lot of that's negative and we're just i believe a predominantly a negative society so we're not taught to be happy or to look at the good you know right a hundred percent and mm -hmm. when did you first start being aware of your thinking pattern was that something that you were kind of uh, getting into uh, early on was that something that you were aware i don't know as a as a teenager already or as a young adult or was that you know, something? I think, yeah. I think we look at that as just normal. It's the only thing we know. So we don't really think any differently. You know, it's how we're born and it's how we think all through life. And so it's just the norm for us. But I do have to say, I had um, 
a few episodes um, that allowed me to see things a little differently. I just wasn't aware of what exact, how it all worked. Um, when I was in my 20s, I had severe back pain, chronic back pain. I couldn't get up off, uh, like I was in a recliner. I had like a two-year-old at the time. And I couldn't get up for like nine months to a year. And I tried everything. Wow. I went to chiropractors every day. I went to physical therapy. I had shots in my spine, everything to get rid of this horrific pain that was consuming my very life. Um, and I one day decided it, it was my son's birthday coming up and his birthday party was coming. Um, they were having it at our house and I thought I had missed so much, you know, of his life. And I thought, you know what, I'm not getting anywhere just laying here. This is not accomplishing anything. If I'm going to be in pain, so be it. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna live my life. And I, if I have to live it in pain, I'm gonna at least live. Right. <laughs> and so I got off the recliner and I started sweeping the garage to get ready for his birthday party that we were having outside. And so it just felt super good to be sweeping the garage. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> like doing something, you know, after laying in a chair for like nine months, it's like, I'm doing something. And so I'm going to enjoy this. And I did. I loved every minute of it. And I was so happy doing that. I did something else. And then I did something else. And I stopped focusing on the pain. And I started focusing my thoughts on living and being happy and appreciative for the little things in life, you know? Right. And looking for the joy in life. And so. The next day, I got up and I had absolutely no back pain at all. It was completely gone, <gasps> not even a twinge. Of Whoa! <laughs> so that was my first indication that thoughts are connected to the body. The mind-body connection is real. And I had it happen again. I was in my 40s. I, that time, in my 20s, I had neck pain and shoulder pain. In my 40s, it was my lower back. And again, down on the couch for months and months and months. My son was in high school. My daughter was in middle school. Missing out on everything. They were busy, involved in activities. And one day, I just decided, you know what? <laughs> Same thing forget it. I'm getting off this couch. Again, it had been like nine months a year and I'm going to just do everything that doctors had told me not to do. They said, don't do laundry. Don't go up and down the steps. Don't bend. Don't do this. Don't. I did it all. I thought, what the heck, you know? So that day I just, I sang and I danced and I did not allow the thought of pain to come into my brain. The minute it did, I blocked it out and immediately I would start singing. I had a little dog that followed me all the way around the house, just, you know, yapping and yapping. Loved it, you know, um, could feel the energy coming from me it was so different. And that night my daughter was performing at a football game. And of course we were invited to go watch. And I thought, 
no way, I can't sit on bleachers, hard bleachers. And so it's like, no, 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 don't think that thought. Of course you can, you could do anything you want to do. So I did, and I found a friend there, and I sat by her, and we talked and talked and talked and talked, and I did everything I could to keep my mind focused on the conversation and not on the thought that maybe this was doing me harm sitting on those bleachers. So I went home and I felt really good, and I woke up again the next morning and the pain was gone. What? <laughs> wow. I know. I just didn't know how I did it. I knew I did it. I just didn't understand the science behind it and how this mind-body connection worked and exactly what I did. I knew how I did it, but I didn't know why. Yeah. So I kind of went back. It, it lasted for a while. And then, um, you know, life just happens. And I went back to the old chem, not keeping my thoughts you know, elevated and it got worse and things happened um, with my kids, with relationships. And, you know, I just let the fear consume me and I got hurt in an accident and it was just like one thing after another. And then the illness came and it came in a very, very big way. And it came in a way that looked like there was no opportunity to survive. You know, I was given up pretty much as an incurable case. Doctors didn't want anything to do with me. Um, we went to the emergency room 15 times in one year. Wow. And every time I was there, they told me I was crazy. Yeah. So it became very, very apparent to me I was on my own. I was either going to die or I was going to find a way to heal myself. And so I did. Right. And that is very interesting, the concept of you not giving power to your pain, to the negative thoughts, not exactly. giving attention. And I actually heard that from, from a Navy SEAL on another podcast. And David Goggins? <laughs> not, not, not from Goggins, actually not no. from Goggins. Oh, <laughs> for people, <laughs> people who know me know that I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with Goggins. I mean, you, you know a lot about him too. I read his book. Yeah, oh. not a lot, but some. But I, yeah, I admire him very much. So. He's the best. I yeah. I listened to his audiobook like six times. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really. It is, uh, it, it is funny that you didn't really know what you were doing, but you were doing it in a, in a right way. And then you got back to the old Kim, like you said, right? And yeah, yeah. Were there any, any books that you read about this? I don't know, books like the, the Power of Positive Thinking or stuff like that? Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. I saturated my mind with it once I got really sick and realized that I had to figure it out myself. And um, I do have to go back to when I healed myself of back pain. I forgot to mention this. There was a book by John Sarno, who was a general practitioner, and he dealt a lot with people with back pain. And he realized that once he took people's attention off the pain, they would heal like 99% of the time. And he didn't know how it worked. He didn't know why. But he had written a book, it was called The Mind-Body Connection by John Sarno, 
And I read that like back in the ooh, maybe 80s. And um, that is what got me off the couch. I forgot to mention and wow. I read that book. I read the testimonials in the back. People said, I just decided I was going to ride my bike. I decided to go to a movie whenever I started to think about the pain. I did this and I did that and the pain went away. So that's why I decided to do the same thing. So yeah, that was definitely the beginning of my um, expansion and evolution to open my mind to the mind-body connection. Now, when I got really, really sick, I poured myself into teachers like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Greg Graydon, Bruce Lipton. Oh, Annie Potter, so Greg Dyer, or um, Dwayne Dyer, um, and I, I love Abraham Hicks. She's <sighs> opened my mind to how everything works. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I was taught to be a very judgmental person. I came from, I was born in um, the late 50s, and we were just coming out of the whole racism thing. And so my immediate family, uh, grandparents, uncles, parents, everybody was very judgmental. And that's the kind of household I came from. And, you know, when I started listening to Abraham Hicks, I saw such a different viewpoint about we're not here to judge. We're here. We are love. At the core of our being, we are love. And so that was number one is I had to let go of judging and I had to love all people because I had to realize that we are all on a different journey. Nobody shares the same journey and there's no right journey. There's no wrong journey and your journey's perfect for you and mine is perfect for me. So who am I to judge your journey and tell you what to do? And so once I did that, I was not only able to love other people unconditional, unconditionally, but I was able to love myself like I had never been able to do before. Because that feeling of unworthiness and feeling unloved, I believe that is the true core cause of illness because we have those subconscious feelings running through us 24 seven and our cells cannot work the way they're designed to work when we feel negative thoughts and feelings like that. Yeah. Especially about ourselves. Yes. And there's a great quote from Ralph Smart. He's also called infinite waters on YouTube. He is doing some amazing work and, there's this quote where he says that a lack of self-love is the root of all suffering. And that, that reminds me so of true. actually what you're talking about. That <laughs> is so true. Totally resonates with me. Yes. Um, I've had a lot of people um, judge me now um, saying I'm selfish and uh, <laughs> because I am now loving myself. Yeah. But, you know, I understand that um, my children were raised 
in the Christian church. We went to the Christian church all our lives. And so I have a great, amazing base of friends from that period of time. And so I don't talk about my faith on my page because I don't want it to be about me projecting my beliefs and thoughts into anyone else or judging anyone else. And that has riled up a lot of people because they feel that I should be doing it differently. And so I have had to deal with a lot of judgment about that. Yeah, please tell me more about this, the, the connection that you have with, with God and, and, and just uh, how much of a role it plays in your life, that connection and faith. Well, I believe, I, I believe, <laughs> I believe in God and I believe God is um, love. I believe God is light. I believe God is the energy that connects all of us. I believe we are all connected through God and we are all one. Absolutely. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and also there, there's so many, there's so many words and, and labels. I mean, you can also call it infinite intelligence. You call it, you can call it the source. You can call it the universe, right. but we know at, at our deepest core that there is something that connects all of us and that separation is the greatest illusion ever created. And we can even prove that we are literally all connected on a subquantum level. So, I mean, it is it proven through quantum physics. There's no disputing it. Right. Now it, it is proven. Einstein um, fought it, you know, and didn't believe it. Um, but now there's just too much proof to believe otherwise. So, right. I did a lot of research on quantum physics and. <laughs> Because I am one of those people that I want to see the proof, you know? I feel you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a lot of foo-foo and woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, once I started studying um, the great scientists like Dr. Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden, and as I mentioned, Joe Dispenza, the Heart Math um, Association, um, that does the testing there is there's no question about it about how our thoughts turn to energy and energy turns to things and those things create our reality absolutely absolutely we yeah. create our reality twice once in our head with our thoughts and then in the physical world yeah well our physical will creates our thoughts right right so um in order to heal my body i did two things first of all i chose to start eating the most vibrant energetic food on this planet which is raw living um plant food i stopped eating meat I stopped eating any dairy. I didn't stop eating cooked foods. So I'm known as Rejuvenate Raw with Chem on Facebook. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, 
because I fix a lot of beautiful raw dishes and I post pictures of that and I talk about the food that I fix. It looks so um, good. <laughs> <laughs> we are energetic beings and it's been proven that we are 99.9% .9 energy and yes. we are 0.00001% matter physical matter so which one is more important is the nice. energy it's the energy that heals us food can help food is a great tool and energy is what is going to heal us the fastest but why wouldn't i put energetic food in my body too so i was so close to death i had to do it all i had to heal myself energetically through the food and through my thoughts. So I started out by um, eating raw, mostly juicing, fruit juice. Um, you know, everybody talks about water, 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 hydrate your body through water. I learned about the lymph system and how the lymph system is our garbage system in our body. Right, the sewer. And yeah. how stagnation of the lymph system is what creates illness and stagnation is caused through our thoughts and through the foods we eat so my kidneys weren't filtering they were actually failing and i was full of acids in my body mucus from eating meat and eating dairy and all that so a great tool for me before i could really get my emotions where they needed to be was to use the food and so i started juicing i ate mostly fruit watermelon um, Oh my gosh, I, I went on a two and a half week great fast. Oh. There's nothing faster to move the lymph out of your body than just eating and juicing grapes. And it was amazing. I had been told by doctors for years that don't eat fruit. It's that sugar is going to feed all those parasites and it's going to feed the viruses and bacteria. And that is false. <laughs> It's a complete different sugar than complex sugar. It's, it's fructose. It's a simple sugar that our cells require to function and to survive. Right. They need that fruit sugar. And it was, I had such a bad anxiety. I couldn't drive. I couldn't leave the house for over two years. When I first learned about the lymph system and raw food, and I went on the great fast. Within two weeks, I was able to take a trip to the Bahamas with my husband. Wow. Within two weeks? Two weeks. Oh. Two and a half weeks. It was like a miracle. It was a miracle. And so you know by, by what happened is was so powerful that there was no way I was going to stop eating that food because I saw what it can do and how it changed my physical body so quickly. So once I started eating raw and I started feeling a little better, what happens then is you become, you uh, start to detox massively. Like I have some detox stories that would blow mm. you away. <laughs> Please tell but, me, tell um, me more about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. I had, Doyles coming out of my neck, um, just um, severe, um, you know, chills and fevers and anxiety. And, you know, you, you don't know if you're detoxing or you don't, or, you know, there's always a thought, am I getting worse? Am I getting worse? <laughs> because 
you know, when that stuff comes out, you're going to feel it. And the mucus is acids and acids burn. So I'm still detoxing. I, I'm a year and a half into this and they say it takes uh, one month for every year you've been alive and I'm 60 years old. So um, a lot of work. You know, <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> so it's going to take me a while. Um, but anyway, so as you go through detox, you, um, it involves the emotions too. Your emotions start to detox because your emotions are stored in every cell in your body. So as the garbage comes out, the emotions come out and there can be crying for no reason at all. Just, <laughs> it's just a crazy, crazy thing to go through. But it also opened up my consciousness to see the truth in a way that I had never seen it before. And to start, I learned to do heart focused breathing and that's, to um, get yourself quiet and to start breathing through your heart rhythmically, five in, five out. And that uh, creates heart-brain coherence and it calms everything down in your body. It, um, for first time in years, I was able to go out of fight or flight and things just became a lot clearer. And I was able to see um, like I talked about the judgments and a lot of the um, negative programming that I had from the past. Okay, so I was able to observe that in myself then. And once you're able to observe it, then you can then you can realize it needs to change and you can start to change it. Right. And so it's been a, pro a progressive thing and now I'm at a point where when those negative thoughts come up, I change those thoughts very quickly to what I want to have happen. And it literally changes your life and it can change your life instantly or, you know, in time. But we create our reality and the best way we can have what we want, whether it be abundance or health, is by focusing our, our thoughts on what we want it to look like. Right, right. That was beautifully said. Beautiful. And by the way, where did you get all this knowledge from? From the raw food living? Was it more in, intuitive? What is more intuition? Just you making the connection between uh, a vibrant, energetic food and, and your well, health? There's or? a story behind that. And I'm glad you asked because I haven't touched on that. Um, I had been working with an energy healer because I knew there was a connection there and a friend connected me with her and she started talking to me about the emotions and how they play an important part in my health. But at that point I was really, 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 really sick and it was hard for me to see it all. And um, I started meditating. Meditation is key to um, to healing. It truly is. And I didn't even really know what meditation was before. I knew about prayer, of course, but I didn't understand that it was quieting your mind. And so I was really sick one night and I decided to meditate. And within minutes after my meditation, I got a message on Facebook from a post I had posted on a parasite group. 
And it was from a lovely lady named Danielle. And she uh, gave me some uh, links to YouTube videos from Dr. Robert Morse. Yes, and he's the best. <laughs> he's the best. I did not know about Dr. Morse, but you know, when somebody tries to tell you something near what you're thinking is wrong, what is the first thing I usually do? Defensive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I meditated again that night and the next morning I woke up and I felt very strongly that I needed to watch those links she sent me. And so I started watching Dr. Robert Morse videos and he talked about the lymph system and he talked about fruit and he talked about eating mucus forming foods and everything came together for me. It answered everything that not one doctor had known about, told me about. Um, I knew after watching those videos that what he was saying was the truth. It totally resonated in every fiber of my being. And I told my husband, we're going to go buy some fruit. <laughs> and we went to the store and I had a blast looking at this beautiful, vibrant, colorful food that I had not eaten for so long. I had deprived myself of. I had not had anything that tasted sweet for years. Wow. And so when I bit into that fruit, when I came home, it was amazing because I, every cell in my body was saying, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. But I do have to say, I'll never forget this. On the way to buy fruit that night, going to the grocery store, I looked out my window of the car and there was a double rainbow above a beautiful lagoon on our way. And I just knew it was a sign that I was on my way, that this was, this was, this was information that was meant for me and I was going to heal now. You know, I felt assured that this was the right thing to do. Right. And that's how I got started on eating fruit. By the way, what did the doctors say about you rejuvenating, you recovering, you reversing all of your health issues. Were they stunned? Couldn't they just believe it? Or were I never they went reaction? back to a doctor ever again. Oh, wow. I have never, ever gone back to a doctor. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I admire doctors for their ability to help people in emergency situations, heart attacks, absolutely, broken bones, um, accidents. But as far as healing the body, they have no clue. They only are taught about medication and how to, um, you know, make the symptoms so they're not evident. And so, the pain is lessened, but as far as getting to the core issue, why these problems are coming, why people have arthritis, why people have cancer. By the way, I had a tumor on my throat and um, it's now gone. Um, should I mention everything I had? Yeah, please, please feel free to okay. do so. Yeah. Um, I had flesh eating bacteria on my skin called MRSA. 
um, I had to put some kind of lotion or cream on it uh, at least every two hours throughout the day and night oh, for wow. five years to keep it from eating through my skin. I was up many nights with my head stuck in like colloidal silver, my ear because it was eating down to the bone. And um, doctors, when I'd gone to them, would just tell me that it was no big deal and I was crazy and they well, couldn't help me. And um, I had a bacterial infection called C. diff in my colon that was eating my colon from the inside out. I had to be flown to Florida five times to have good bacteria put in my colon to save my life. I had candida, which is yeast, overgrowth of yeast. I had fungus, I had viruses, I had a tumor on my throat. Um, and I honestly chose to never have that biopsied because I didn't want any cancerous cells to be released in my body. And I'm so glad I made that decision. Because once I started on the raw food and the emotional detox, it was gone within six months. And um, I had the most severe anxiety you can ever imagine. I always judged people before who had anxiety, thinking it was something they could control. But it was uncontrollable. I was so full of bacteria and the mucus, the, the acids. Um, it, it, my head was full of it and I had severe Lyme disease so it was making me crazy and you know I was a rational person <laughs> I was a professional I you know I was a respected person <laughs> and to all of a sudden just to start screaming uncontrollably was not me and I couldn't do anything to stop it and I had severe depression and I cried every day. And I could just go on and on um, with everything I had. I, I had intestinal issues, colitis. Um, the, I, went, I had um, fibromyalgia, went to rheumatologists and, you know, just, I could just go on and on. But um, it's all going away. Most of it is completely gone. So, um, awesome, awesome. and that is not with the help or assistance of one doctor. I did it all myself, uh, along with all the teachers who, who have taught me along the way. So, but to do that, this is key. I had to let go of everything. I believed before. I had to look at everything in a whole new way. So if I wouldn't have, and I kept judging and I kept, um, you know, believing certain things, then I couldn't have opened my mind to new possibilities that led me to these teachers, to the information I needed to do what I needed to do to heal. The raw food helped me, but I do have to say the emotions are what did it so quickly. Right. Yeah. Wow. And with all of these health issues and life-threatening issues, what just kept you 
motivated to to keep living life was there i mean it's very personal you don't need to to respond to this question now but mm-hmm. was there a moment where you thought you you had some bad thoughts about taking your own life maybe oh my gosh yes absolutely i remember praying just just let me die just let me die this is too hard it's just too hard i can't do it anymore and but i think I have such a had such a strong will to live. I wouldn't let myself die. I was so challenged to find a way to live and to heal that I just kept on every day trying something new. It's I call myself the biggest science experiment that ever was <laughs> because I tried everything. I tried every diet. I took hundreds of supplements in one day. Um I took medication. Um I could just go on and on. The craziest things I went for treatments. I went to have um my blood taken out and ozone put in it and Uh, through an ultraviolet light and then the blood put back in me. I had vitamin C treatments. I had heavy metal treatments, all these through IVs. I sat in my sauna, which I love. I, I think it's amazing. Um, but just to get the point across, I tried everything. I never gave up. I never gave up. And that is so key because if you keep trying and you keep searching and you keep learning, then the answer is going to come. And most importantly, I had to meditate and I had to calm my mind. I had to clear my mind and I had to get in touch with my source, with my creator, because that's when the answers always came to me and they still do. And how is the relationship with your family and your loved ones since you've made that miraculous comeback <laughs> well it's mixed it's mixed um my husband now eats raw with me when he saw the miraculous recovery um and of course i'm the one who makes the food <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted to eat not fix it <laughs> he started eating what i ate and he healed um he had taken blood pressure medicine for over 25 years and he no longer has any blood pressure problems he had had been on inhalers for years and had to like mow the grass with a mask on his face wow. no more inhalers And so he's in the process of healing his body too. And so neither one of us take any medications or go to any doctors. So it's amazing. And he's on board with um, all the emotional healing and the meditating and the evolution and expansion, but he's probably at a slower pace than me, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's different when you have to, um, when you are so close to death, you know, and sometimes it's hard for me to understand that, you know, why are you running these past programs and why are you not doing this quicker? But then I have to remember that my position was very different than other people. Right. Now my children, um, they kind of say good for you, not good for me. And they don't want to be involved in it. 
Um, so I have to love them for where they are right now. And that's where that's at. So it's pretty much just me and my husband <laughs> as okay. far as our family members. Um, none of my friends, none embrace any of this. But I have a few, maybe one that eats raw foods, some now. Um, I made a lot of new friends. <laughs> and um, it's amazing. You know, my, my new path is amazing. And I'm very grateful for it. And it's just going to get better and better. So how do you make sure to discern the right information from the wrong information with everything that is out there and now in this day and age of information we got so many sources and I know. what do you think are some some of the biggest misconceptions about health in general about health well i know a lot of people think you can get well by exercising and i think exercising is powerful and my intention is to get in the best physical shape I can get in but it's not the cure-all it's part of the puzzle drinking water lots of water is harmful to your kidneys and um, people need to be drinking fruit juice first and foremost to give their cells the nutrition that is required to function and to have energy. Um, other misconceptions, the keto diet. Oh my gosh, the keto diet. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, I don't really get mad, but when somebody starts talking about the keto diet, man, I just have to, I have to really, uh, I've got to feel <laughs> down my anger <laughs> because I went on a keto diet before um, when I was sick and that was one of the diets I tried and it was eating a lot of meat, a lot of fat, um, very few, no, no fruit, some vegetables. Um, I saw some improvement on the keto diet at the beginning. Yeah, short-term improvements, right? Short-term. Yeah. But guess what? Two years later, I almost died. My kidneys shut down. My oh, left system was man. full of mucus from eating all that meat. And kefir, I was told to drink kefir for the um, uh, intestines because it is cow's milk, fermented cow's milk is what kefir is. It has the most probiotics of any other food. And so it made sense. Yeah. I mean, there's some like famous doctors, uh, natural doctors promoting kefir. Um, so if you're low on bacteria, then drink kefir. But that isn't the core issue. The core issue is you've got to clean out your lymph system. And when you're drinking kefir, and any dairy product, you're just filling yourself up with mucus and stagnating that lymph system in the kidneys. There is no worse food you can eat or drink than dairy products. And right underneath that is meat. I have not eaten one bite of meat in almost two years and I am 
thriving. I am <laughs> full of energy and healthier than I've been in years and years. So people, the other misconception about health is that you need protein. You need meat to get protein. Um, our body does not require protein. Our body creates its own protein through amino acids. Yeah, it can take a piece of meat and it can tear it down. It takes at least 24 hours to tear down a piece of meat in your intestines right. to get those amino acids. And the rest of that meat sets and putrefies on the wall of your intestines. And, um, but look at the strongest animals on the planet. What do they eat? Do they eat meat? <laughs> plants. <laughs> they eat plants. plants. They eat plants. <laughs> plants give us the amino acids that are perfect hand and glove fit for our for our bodies to give us the protein, uh, the amino acids that our bodies can create the perfect proteins for our body. So, yeah, definitely a misconception that we need meat for protein. Right. If that were true, I wouldn't be thriving the way I am. And, you know, with all these new um, documentaries coming out, the game changers, um, forks over knives. What the hell? What the hell? You know, that prove, prove that eating meat causes cancer. It's, it's indisputable now because the proof is there. And then um, that the plant eaters the strongest man on the planet through the olympic games i think he lifts weights or something switched to eating plants and he became he, he won the gold medal i i wish i could uh, quote names but i don't remember but it's in the game changers so right. <laughs> if you want to uh, you know if you want to find out more that is an excellent documentary with arnold schwarzenegger Jackie Chin, uh, a lot of celebrities uh, who put that together. So, right. And there's one thing that needs to be clarified with this thing because there's a huge clash going on between the the vegan plant based community and the meat eating community. And something that needs to be clarified is that uh, you can be vegan and unhealthy by oh eating processed food and and not whole food plant-based vibrant food and that is something where because you know i've been part of the vegan community for nearly four years but i see that there is a lot of uh you know people are, are a little bit naive sometimes when it comes to this because you can also be unhealthy with this of course there are all the ethical reasons and, and and the good things you do for the environment for the planet these are two my two biggest reasons why I transitioned overnight, of course, also the health reasons as well, but you can be vegan and unhealthy. And I've been there before myself, and there's a huge difference between whole food, plant-based, and uh, processed food. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that um, awareness is, is growing as far as um, what you're talking about. But yeah, a lot of people tend to look at vegans and say, well, they're not healthy. But um, in the past, a lot of vegans um, ate sugar, a lot of sugar, a lot of complex carbohydrates, buying crackers and, you know, boxed things. 
um, they just didn't eat meat, you know? It's not like they are eating healthy, they just aren't eating meat. But you have to eat the foods that, that nourishes your body and gives it the fuel it needs. And it's all about simplicity. It's getting back to nature. It's getting back to eating food. Um, when we eat raw food, it, it contains the enzymes that heal our bodies. When we cook food, anything over 118 degrees kills those healing enzymes and actually becomes mucus forming food. And so that's why I only eat my food raw. But um, does that answer your question? By yeah, the yeah, of okay. course. I mean, it, it's such a, uh, all, all these debates, you know, people trying to prove things and um, not realizing that it, 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 is, it is about what is right, what is right for us humans, for what we are built for, and yeah. not just uh, trying to be well, right, <laughs> trying to prove things and, you know. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, um, we weren't born with fangs. We weren't born with claws. We weren't born to run super fast and catch a, something and tear it apart and eat it with our teeth. We were born with the equipment we need to eat the food that is best for us. And we have hands for picking. We have teeth for eating fruit and vegetables. We have the perfect digestive system, long and to slow to digest, to break that down. Um, carnivores, like, um, I don't know, what is it? Some of the meat eating animals. Like a cat, for example. <laughs> yeah, they have very short um, digestive systems that break down that meat very quickly. And ours doesn't work that way. And this brings up, let's talk about the intestines a little bit because it's so <laughs> important and it's kind of gross. But what I learned um, is that most people have very impact intestines. Um, most people carry around anywhere from 10 to 30 pounds of impacted feces oh. in their intestines. And it's been proven. I mean, if you've heard about John Wayne and um, Elvis Presley, when they died, they both had around, I think, around 30 pounds of impacted feces in their That's body. Insane. When we're eating meat and dairy and all that, it's forming like a plaque on the inside of you our call it plaque, yeah. What's that? Yeah, it's the mucus, mucus. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And so that's preventing the nutrition from being absorbed into our body. It's just like a wall that it can't get through. And also it um, creates a, an atmosphere where parasites thrive. And I know nobody wants to hear about parasites, but it's a reality. And I was full of them. And most people who eat meat are full of them. Um, I saw a video, and this will gross you out, and they shined a light on a piece of steak. And they were picking worm after worm oh. after worm off that piece of steak. Well, think about it. These cows, they're out in the wild. They're eating grass. It's all full of bugs and 
so forth, and they're filthy animals. So of course that's going to happen. So um, when we eat plants, that's that issue is taken off the table. It doesn't exist. You know, when you're cleaning your food, you're not going to look at introducing parasites and worms to your body. So. But back to the food, I was going to tell you one thing that um, I think has intrigued people about my page and is that what I have done is created recipes to mimic the foods I love to eat that were cooked. Pizza, oh. enchiladas, tacos, desserts, cheesecake, ice cream, but it's all of my recipes are using plant-based foods. I only use fruits, vegetables, sprouted nuts and seeds, herbs and spices. And I will tell you, they are not only beautiful, but they taste amazing. And so somehow, I don't know how this all came about. Well, we started doing a course. I collaborated with my energy healer, healer Laura Hernandez, and an expert, a detox expert on the Dr. Robert Morse diet, Luke Hennick. And we are creating a course to teach everybody about what I learned and how I healed myself, okay? For people who wanna do the same thing. And in the process of doing that, we said, well, we have to have a recipe book here. We have to tell them, show them how to eat and what to eat and how to fix it. And so I started fixing some recipes with these plant-based foods and I started posting them. And all of a sudden, when we talked about, you know, putting them in the course, all of a sudden people are like, when can I get this? Where can I get this recipe book? And when is it going to be ready? <laughs> and so somehow I got talked into doing a recipe book, like a big recipe book. <laughs> and so now I'm like under the gun finishing up the rejuvenation key recipe book. And, um, It'll be ready, I hope, in April. But it has all my recipes with these amazing, beautiful foods. Um, I even have like this beautiful burger that you can have. And I'm not talking about a burger that you, a veggie burger that you get at Burger King. Yeah. You know, those are <laughs> unhealthy burger, foods, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> They're very unhealthy or something you right. buy in the freezer department of your grocery store that says it's a veggie burger because there's still a lot of additives and so forth in it. Mine has the very simplistic foods that I talked about, but boy, are they amazing. So um, it's just been uh, so much fun. I love creating the recipes and photographing them and creating the recipe book. I just wish I didn't have to do it so quickly. <laughs> so anyway, you can eat amazing and still have food that tastes good and food that you love to eat. And it can even taste better than the cooked food. Now when I eat cooked food, it's just dull and lifeless compared to the food I eat. The food I eat is just full of energy and it tastes so alive. And it's just, you can't understand it until you experience it. Right. Is there a link that I can share with the audience to your recipe book? I would love to share it. Well, it's on right now. Um, it's, we're in the process of getting it putting on, put on the marketing platform, but the best place to keep updated with it is on Facebook. Uh, my page is called Rejuvenate Raw with Kim. 
And we've started a page for the course and the recipe book that is just getting started. It's called the Rejuvenation Key. So, but thanks for asking. <laughs> Perfect. And what are your thoughts on beans, grains, and gluten? I don't eat any beans or grains or any gluten yeah. because they're mucus forming. Right, right. Yeah. I love them, <laughs> but I have found <laughs> substitutes for them. Okay. And so we make this amazing cauliflower rice and it's full of flavor. And um, I had a burrito I made last week and I couldn't believe how that post was shared across Facebook because. It looks amazing. I use like a walnut, um, walnut-based sunflower seed. Um, I make a meat out of it. It's rich with like cumin and paprika and chili powder. So it tastes just like, you know, burrito meat and um, salsa and guacamole. And it's, it's a huge burrito, a mouthful. But, oh my gosh, you just think you died and gone to heaven taking <laughs> So once you're, you're so used to eating that food, it's like, well, oh, why, why would I even want the other stuff? You know, this is, this is tasting amazing and it's healing my body. So how much better could it get, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and do you usually eat organic? You, oh, yeah. You always go for organic. That makes a big difference as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as possible. Uh, rarely we have to get something... Um, that's not organic, but uh, I'd say 97% of our food is all organic. And we're very careful about how we clean the produce. And I use ozone. I put it in a big tub of water with some perox hydrogen peroxide and apple cider vinegar. And I put um, ozone in there, like 20 minutes. You can buy an ozone machine, 30, 40 bucks off of Amazon. Um, and that way, and I make sure everything is clean because even your organic produce is full of filth. It's, it's been on a truck, right? And it's come from a field. And even if it's been washed, who knows? It could have fallen on the floor of the back room of the um, <laughs> grocery store. And who knows who all has had their hands on that food. So you'd be amazed at what comes off of that food when you um, wash it properly. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Wow. Lots of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, what about supplements? You know, vitamin B12 and D3, vitamin K. Right. Especially right. with there's this uh, perception that a lot of plant based people, they suffer from all of these, uh, you know, de deficiencies from all of these uh, right. nutrients. And, well, I think yeah. that's because, again, going back to they're not eating the proper foods. They're eating things out of a box and, you know, sugar and all that. When you're just eating complete, simple plant-based foods, you're getting everything that you need for your body. Um, one of my detox coaches who has eaten this way for, I think, five years, um, just for a test, she went and had a blood test done and everything was perfect across the board. There was no deficiencies at all. So I do want to have um, myself tested here in the near future. 
Um, the thing is, when you're detoxing, those blood tests will vary yeah. and they go up and down according to what is going on in your body at the time. So since at a year and a half, I'm still somewhat new to detoxing. I don't want to test myself and then feel discouraged, you know, uh, if I see something deficient. But I do spend a lot of time in the sun when I can. Uh, I think that's important. That's the best source of vitamin D. Um, B12, um, once you clean out your colon, your colon's going to create that B12. It, oh, wow. Yeah, it has the ability to do that. And I, I, I might not even be saying this right, but they say to even eat some dirty organic food, which is exactly opposite what I just said, because we actually get B12 from, from dirt. Right, from the soil, from dirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, pers <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I personally take some uh, B12, uh, also some D3 because we don't get that much sun here in Luxembourg. I know. That's, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's that's, that's a little bit of a struggle, but I can yeah. I can imagine if you really make sure that you eat the right foods and you're detoxing that you absorb the nutrients way better and that you cannot be really that deficient in any right. nutrient, mineral, vitamin that there is. It's so key to, along with eating mostly fruit, fruit is the best, is to clean the colon. And just eating the food sometimes does not do it. I had to take herbs. Dr. Morse has some excellent herbs, um, stomach and bowel formula, and something called GI broom that you take at night. And... I cleaned out for over a year. I'm not kidding you. It's like, how in the world? I weighed 80 some pounds at my, you know, at my thinnest weight when I was so close to death. When you think about how much of that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, five foot five, almost five foot six. So you can imagine how emaciated I was. It was very scary. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, my hair had almost all fallen out. You can see it out, you know. So, but I'm good now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that. I see that. <laughs> Living and thriving. <laughs> yep, I am. I am. Do, do you also do enemas? You know, I did at the beginning because I think anybody that goes on a healing journey, they're always introduced to, he to enemas because you understand how important it is to heal the colon and to clean out the colon. And so for almost two years, I did coffee enemas. And then I, when I found out about, and I did many a day because I was so full of parasites. And um, once I started eating fruit, I found out that um, that was not what I should be doing. And I started taking the herbs and I, it was actually only like cleaning out the lower part of my colon. Mm -hmm. And I, when I started taking the herbs, it cleaned out my entire colon, <laughs> like, wow. you know, like all yeah. the way back <laughs> to the small intestine. And it was so much easier and, you know, and didn't take as much time and the mess of it all and the grossness of it all. And it, those enemas, coffee enemas are devastating to your adrenals. Oh, yeah. Putting that much caffeine. I don't, I don't drink any caffeine. I don't have tea. I only drink fruit juice. That's all I drink. And some green juices. 
too. So, yep. Do you also fast sometimes? Like I do. do some I do. Fruit, Fasting fruit is, fast? yeah. there's nothing better you can do for your health than fast. Fast is top of the mountain. Um, dry fast is the very top. And so dry fasting is nothing at all. Nothing, no liquid, no food. Um, don't even get in the shower because our skin is the largest organ on our body. And we absorb the water through taking showers, brushing our teeth, washing our hands. So the longest I've dry fasted is like 60 hours. Oh, um, wow. Nice. I would like to go a lot longer than that, but I still have a lot of a, a toxic load. And I, I can tend to get um, kind of out of it um, when I go that long. So I have to break it. But dry fasting is amazing. I... Um, so many people have healed so many things through fasting right underneath dry fasting is water fasting it's amazing I went three days with only drinking water my tongue turned like bright white from all the toxins being released and it was amazing um, and then I've done juice fasting where I only drink juice for I don't know I think I went like nine days or something um, I've done mono fasting. I ate yeah. watermelon for a week. Um, grapes, like I said, for two and a half weeks. So there's lots of different fasts you can do, but nothing better for the body than to fast and not eat anything at all. Because the intestines take 75% of our energy. Yes. When we let our intestines rest, our body gets to work cleaning up and it loves it. So. Right. And I would recommend to people to work their way up the detoxification pyramid so yeah, going from from the mo right so going from from the mono uh, fruit fast for example to the um, juice fast and then water fast and then if they have all the experience and knowledge try the dry fast i mean i don't recommend the dry fast unless you really have a lot of experience and unless you're really educated And you I've cannot had, dry fast if you don't hydrate your body first by right. drinking and eating fruit juice. Um, that is so, so important. You cannot go from eating a sad diet to dry fasting. It exactly. Will, <laughs> it, it exactly. will be very detrimental to you. Exactly. That, that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I the longest dry fast that I did was about 68 hours, something like that. Awesome. <laughs> so it's just similar to you. And I can tell you, I, I've done a, a lot of extended water fast, three days, four days, five days, even seven days last year. Awesome. And it was so weird because the dry fast felt easier than the water fast. And I felt so aware, so present. I had a knee injury that, that I had for weeks and it was the same week as my first half marathon and I completely healed everything. Oh, I believe it. It's, it's so I, amazing. And like you say, with the dry fasting, everything becomes more real. The colors are more vibrant and even your hearing becomes very acute and it's just amazing what happens during that right. time. Yeah. What I learned with this is that Inflammation and bacteria cannot thrive in a dry environment. Oh, um, yeah. Very so, true. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I learned. And 
uh, I got the experience for myself. So it's not just some, something that I've read online, but I got the experience for myself. Yeah. But it's, yeah. again, it's the highest form of detoxification. It is. Uh, it is. experience for that. <laughs> and um, if you could go back in time and talk to your 14-year-old teenage self, what would be the ultimate advice that you would give to that younger version oh of yourself? Gosh, you know, it's funny you've said this um, because I've thought about this. And to go back and talk to me at 14, I would say be happy, be happy and let it go and to enjoy your life, to appreciate everything, to feel gratitude for the little things in life and to love, to love unconditionally. That would be my advice and that you're okay and you're perfect just the way you are and to love yourself. Beautiful. And before we get to the last question, can you just tell us again or where people can uh, connect with you online sure. and find uh, stuff about you online? Uh-huh. I'm on Facebook at Rejuvenate Raw with Kim. And we also have a page for our course and for the recipe book that will soon be coming out. Our target date is um, April. Um, the book is called the rejuvenation key recipe book and the page is called the rejuvenation key nice nice <laughs> and now the final question what is your message to the world you know i made a post two days ago and it's gone viral i woke up this morning to see i don't know there's like over a thousand some likes and it's still going 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 and the premise of that was like last week we had like all these appliances went out my um washer and our hot water heater and i talked about how you know how we go to wash our hands or wash the dishes or do laundry there's no hot water but we just expect it to be there, you know? And when it's not there, we suddenly appreciate it, right? Right. I never took, I took it for granted. I never thought about not being able to clean my clothes. Now I've got to go to Wonderman. I've got to go to my mom's house to take a shower. Who wants to do that? <laughs> so, and I was freezing because like every time I wash my hands, there's cold water, there's boiling water to fix my recipes and, you know, like, man, I just really should appreciate these things more than I do. I just take it all for granted. And I think it's the same way with our health because, you know, most people are like, I'm, okay. I'm doing fine. You know, I take this medication. I take that medication. I feel fine. I'm doing great. You know, every once in a while I get a cold, I get the flu, but, you know, I just deal with it and I go on. But what I want to say to people is those are signs. Those are signs to get our attention. And if we're taking our health for granted, then it could accumulate, you know, those toxins accumulate. And then all of a sudden what happened to me could happen. It's just there and it's huge and it's big and it's almost too big to, 
unravel. So what my message is to appreciate it and to, to nourish it and to give it, give your body what it needs in the way of the proper food and the proper thoughts and emotions um, and give it the attention it needs before things get out of control. Health is the greatest wealth. <laughs> That's it. You know what I learned? If you don't have your health, you have nothing. You really have nothing because you can't enjoy life. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't talk to somebody on the phone, you know, and I felt horrible. There's no joy in living that way. So. Right. Absolutely. And we are here to enjoy life and to live life to the full. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kim, I want to thank you for accepting to get on my podcast. And you were so kind right from the get-go, from when I first uh, added you on Facebook. You uh, replied to me immediately. Re really, I really appreciate it. And I got so much respect and admiration for you. And sincerely... Well, you. I appreciate like, it. I appreciate but, you for asking me. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, your story is so fascinating and inspiring. And I just want to thank you for positively impacting the world. And I know this podcast can be of tremendous value to a number of people. And really just... That is my goal, to inspire others through my journey. Oh, yeah. And to help them not go through what I had to go through. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just wishing you and your loved ones great health and abundance. I mean, stay blessed. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, I wish the same for you. Thank you. That's so kind. That's so kind. That's it for today's episode of the Growth Never Stops podcast with Kim Whitaker. Rejuvenate well with Kim. I hope this brought some value, made you open up your mind, question your own belief systems. Just the way we continue to question our own belief systems as well. That's one of the ways to continue to grow as a person. And feel free to connect with both of us online. Tell us what you like the most, what you got to learn. And please rate and review the podcast. Share it online. I would appreciate it big time. And every time I see it, man, it really touches me. Just It's just a way to give back, you know, this podcast right here. And I'm going to finish up with a quote, a health quote that I found online from someone I don't know. But I found out that he was a big time yogi in India. And that is, health is a state of complete harmony of the body, mind and spirit. When one is free from physical disabilities and mental distractions, the gates of the soul open. That's it for today. Peace out. Health is the greatest wealth. Growth never stops.